0: Hūmūl ladīna kafāru. Now, what is being mentioned? That if you did fight them, if the Muslims were to fight the mushrikeen at Hudaybiyah, then you know what? The Muslims had all the right to do so. Yes, there was no battle. But had there been a battle, the Muslims had all the right to fight their enemy. Why? Because hūmūl ladīna. They, as in the mushrikeen, were the ones who Kafaru, they disbelieved. وَصَدُّوكُمْ عَنِ الْمَسْجِدُ الْحَرَامِ And they prevented you from Al al Haram. They didn't allow you to enter Makkah and perform Umrah. And this was, remember, the first time ever this happened, that a people were prevented from entering Makkah. Never before had this happened. وَالْهَدِيَ And also the Hadi. What is Hadi? Sacrificial animal. هَذَا مَا إِلَى That which is taken to the haram in order to be sacrificed over there, in order to be slaughtered over there. So the sacrificial animals, Allah says they were مَعْكُوفًا prevented. أَن يَبْلُغَ محلة, That it should reach its place of slaughter. Remember the hundreds of animals the Muslims had brought with them? 70 camels the Prophet brought himself. Right? All those animals, Allah says, they were markuf an yabluga mahillah. They were not allowed to reach their slaughtering place. Markuf, ain kafa. Akafa. What does akafa mean? Habasa. What does habasa mean? To detain, to hold back, restrain. Irtikaf is also from the same root because a person who's doing irtikaf is basically basically doing what? Detaining himself in the masjid. Right? Or herself in the masjid. Detaining herself, not allowing herself to go anywhere else. Not allowing herself to engage in conversations, in just talk. No. You're not going to do that. Even though you're in the masjid, so many people, so many times when you can just chit-chat and talk, you don't do that when you're doing irtikaf. You're detaining yourself, you're stopping yourself from doing what? You would normally do so. Walhadia ma'kufan Another crime of the mushrikeen is being mentioned over here that they did not allow the animals to reach their place of slaughtering. Wallaula rijalun. A new sentence begins over here. rijalun. And if it was not for certain men, which men that were mu'minun, that were believers. وَنِسَاءٌ And also some women. Which women? That were mu'minatun, That were believing women. Had it not been for certain believing men and believing women. Which believing men and believing women? lam ta'alamuhum, That you, O oh Muslims, don't know them. Meaning you don't know that they are believers. And which ones are they? They are those believers who lived in Makkah. Who had embraced Islam. Alright? And the Muslims in Medina did not know that these people had embraced Islam. Because for six years, nobody from Medina could visit Mecca, and nobody from Mecca was visiting Medina either. So, lam ta'lamuhum, you don't know that they are Muslim. And had you attacked the people of Mecca, had there been a battle between you and the people of Mecca, what would happen? You would fight those Muslims thinking that they're actually enemy. Isn't it? أَن That you would trample them. تَطَعُوهُمْ وَأُطَى وطا hamza. is basically you trample something beneath one's feet. Why do you do that? Unknowingly. Unknowingly. You know for example you're walking and then all of a sudden you feel something under your foot. And you see that it was somebody's precious sticker or something or somebody's precious, I don't know, something they made with paper and you just crushed it. Sorry. You know, you don't know it was there. You accidentally stepped on it and you ruined it. This is watah, trampled something beneath one's feet. So lam تعلموهم anta ta'uhum. You don't know these believers. And had you fought the people of Makkah, you would have accidentally killed those believers. And if you would kill them, if you would fight your own believing. Brothers and sisters, فَتُصِيبُكُمْ Then it would reach you منهم because of them مَعَرَّةٌ Embarrassment بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ Without any knowledge. What is مَعَرَّة? ra From the same root is basically used for skin disease. all right, Or a condition affecting the entire body because of which the skin is itchy. You know, you're itchy, you want to itch, but you can't because you're with people and you can't help yourself and you just start... You know what I mean? It's embarrassing. You can't help it. It's embarrassing. So from this is the word ma'arra that it's used for a stain or a blemish or anything that is a cause of embarrassment. So Allah did not allow you to fight the people of Makkah. Because remember Umar was very upset with the treaty, right? He said, aren't we upon the truth and these people are upon falsehood? Then why should we accept this? Why should we accept the treaty? Why don't we just fight these people? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listing the benefits over here. Why did He not allow you to fight? Because of this, and because of this, and because of this. And one of the reasons is, that had you fought the people of Makkah, well, you would have fought your own believing brothers and sisters. Many of them. بغيْرِ because you don't know them. Another benefit, الله, So Allah may admit, fi rahmatihi Into His mercy, yasha Whoever that He wills what does this mean this is referring to those mushrikeen who soon after hudaybiyah embraced islam and had there been a battle at hudaybiyah it's quite possible that those people would have been killed in the battle khalid ibn walid at this point was where he was in makkah he was a mushrik soon after hudaybiyah khalid ibn walid became radiyallahu anhu right he embraced islam Amr bin al As radiyallahu anhu also embraced Islam. So another benefit is being given. You are eager to fight. You're eager to fight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted something else. He wanted that some more people should accept Islam, should embrace Islam. Allah says, Lo if tazayalu they had been apart. They, as in the believers, had been apart from who? From the mushrikeen, the enemy. Because in Makkah, everybody was mixed together, right? There were the Muslims, and there were also the mushrikeen. Right? So Allah says, had they been clearly distinguishable, then what would happen? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْهُمْ عَذَابًا أَلِيمًا Surely we would have punished the disbelievers among them, a painful punishment. How? By allowing you to fight them. The word tazayalu is from zayyalam. Tazayul. Tazayul is to be apart. So, what do we see over here? So many wisdoms. Right? Why did Allah not allow for the battle to occur? So many reasons. Right? Again, we only see what is in front of us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the big picture. Right? We become impatient and upset because of what we see. There's always more to the story. Isn't it? So what's the main lesson? That no matter what would happen, there would be good in it. If Allah did not allow the battle to occur, there was good in it. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the mushrikeen, that they were worthy of being fought. They were guilty. Yes, the battle didn't occur, the terms of the treaty were apparently in their favor, but don't think they were right, they were wrong. Id when Jala al-Ladina kafaru, the disbelievers had placed, they had put fi into their hearts al chauvinism. If you think about it, where did all of this begin? The Muslims went to Mecca with all those animals that were marked and garlanded, right? making it very clear, we're just going for Umrah. Isn't it? It's very simple. Very simple. Where did the problem begin? How did all of this problem start? The mushrikeen did not want the Muslims to come into Mecca. Why? Because of their arrogance. Because they had put hamiyah into their hearts. What Hamiya? Is Hamiyyah is from the root letters ya, hama, hama to heat up. And حَمِيَّةً is to be overly zealous. It is exaggerated, aggressive patriotism. That is what chauvinism is. right? It is to boil in excessive or prejudiced loyalty or support for one's own group. So Hamiyah, they were so hot and angry inside, you know that, no way, we can't let these Muslims come in. We're better than them, and how could they just walk into Mecca so freely and easily? No way. Hamiya. This was their blind arrogance, their pride. Hamiyya tal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifies it was the Hamiyah of Jahiliya of ignorance. It was their chauvinism of the time of ignorance. Because in Jahiliya, pre Islam, this is how people were that even if someone is right but they're not part of your group you know the in group out group system right if you're in my group you're cool and if you're not in my group i don't care what you do what you say you're not good so this was hamiyat al jahiliya that just because the muslims were not part of their group they dealt with them very arrogantly they did not allow them to enter makkah Hamiya al This is how people were in the time of ignorance. That even if the other person is right, if it harms your benefits, you just don't cooperate with them. You don't allow them. The Muslims had all the right to enter Makkah, isn't it? But that would make the people of Makkah appear as weak. So they said, "No, we're not going to allow Muslims to enter." Hamiya al-Jahiliya. So ignorant. You know, this is like when someone is just stubborn and arrogant and they're not letting you do something just because they don't want to. Just because they think they're better than you. So then what do you do in this situation? You have the right for something, to something and the other person is just blindly, arrogantly not giving you your rights. They're not allowing you. What do you do when someone is being stubborn? Do you become equally stubborn? If you become equally stubborn, what's going to happen? Have you seen two children fight? Have you seen them fight? Over something as petty as, as something as small as a Lego piece maybe? Right? What happens? Over that small piece, one piece, two, one child is being stubborn, I'm not going to give it, and the other child is being stubborn, I want only that, nothing else. You offer him 500 other pieces. No, I want only that piece. Is that going to lead to any solution? No. He forgets about everything else except for that one piece. Isn't it? And when you see children fighting like that, it bothers you, it hurts you. But at the same time, it's so foolish. Isn't it? And sometimes adults do the same thing. We do the same thing sometimes. So what's the solution in a situation like this? One person has to become humble there. One person has to let go. Has to. And here, who is it that became humble? The Muslims. But remember, man tawadaha lillahi, Allah. Whoever lowers himself for the sake of Allah, then Allah will elevate him. So Allah sent down His Sakina. Again Sakina is being mentioned. Allah Upon His Messenger. المؤمنين, and upon the believers. So they were cool, calm, chill. Right? And the Mushrikeen, what was happening to them? Angry, upset, anxious, worried, sending one person, then another person. I mean you see the Mushrikeen stressing out. And the Muslims are? chill ala rasulihi wa because remember greed greed is something that makes you restless and when you let go you're at peace wa alzamahum and he imposed on them alzama lam lazim is what when something is compulsory so alzamahum he Imposed upon them kalimata Taqwa, the word of righteousness. What is the word of righteousness, the word of Taqwa? It is La ilaha illallah, Kalimat And why is La ilaha illallah called Kalimatu Taqwa? Because it leads to the observation of Taqwa. When a person believes Allah is my Lord, then a person observes Taqwa. He's careful. So, at this time, at Hudaybiyah, what happened? The believers observed Taqwa. Remember the Prophet ﷺ said over and over again that these people, if they ask me for anything that's appropriate, that's correct, I will cooperate with them. He was willing to cooperate. The Muslims were in ihram. Correct? Remember Umar ﷺ, he even went to Abu Jandal. He just pointed to his sword. He didn't say it. He didn't hand it over. I mean, there is a level of taqwa. You understand? So, Alzamahum Kalimatat Taqwa. And you see, when a person has Taqwa of Allah, only then he can be successful. Because what happens in a disagreement? It's so easy to say what is not appropriate, to do what is not appropriate, to deprive the other person of his rights, to oppress him, to be unjust to him. It's so easy to do that. What prevents us from injustice is the fear of Allah. Taqwa. Alzamahum Kalimatat Taqwa. Allah. Gave tawfiq to the believers to observe taqwa, wa canu بِهَا and they were more deserving of it, wa ahlaha and worthy of it. They were deserving of it and worthy of it, meaning yes, taqwa is what they were befitting of. You know that is what befit them because of their iman. Wa canallahu bi kulli shayin and Allah is ever of all things knowing. He knows. So, take comfort in knowing that Allah knows. And He's got everything in control. Allah says, لَقَدْ Certainly. صَدَقَ اللَّهُ Allah has proven true. Allah was truthful. To who? Rasulahu To His Messenger. In what? In الرُّعِيَ In the dream. بِالْحَقِّ With the truth. Meaning Allah made the dream of the Prophet wasallam. True. Allah fulfilled it. The dream was true. It was from Allah. Because remember Umar who asked the Prophet, وسلم, Didn't you have a dream that we went for Umrah? Right? Allah says, That dream was true. Yes, you didn't do Umrah this year, but you know what? Surely you will definitely enter Al Masjid Al Haram, the Masjid Al Haram, meaning Makkah. Insha'Allah, if Allah wills. Because nothing happens without the will of Allah. And how will you enter? Aminin, ones in safety, plural of Amin. Meaning you'll be safe from your enemy. You will enter without any weapons because of the treaty. Muhalliqin ru'usakum. You will complete your umrah, and then Muhalliqin wants to shave ru'usakum, your heads. Muhalliqin, plural of Muhalliq, one who does halq, halamqaf, which is to shave. Some people will shave their heads. Wa and others will muqassir. Muqassir, one who shortens, one who does qasr, like qasr salat, you shorten the prayer. So muqassir, meaning some will trim their hair. Some will shave their heads and others will trim their hair because both are permissible after Umrah. لا تخافون You will not fear anyone. مَا Allah knew what you did not know. You just wanted to go and perform Umrah. But Allah wanted something else to happen before the Umrah. And you didn't know what that was. But Allah knew. فجعل, so he made ذلك, Before that Fathan A near conquest. Meaning before the Umrah Allah gave you a victory. You just wanted Umrah. And Allah wanted more than Umrah for you. You understand what happened here? The Muslims set from Medina to Mecca just with the intention of performing Umrah. That's what they eagerly wanted. Umrah God cancelled. Right? Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted more than just the umrah for the Muslims. He wanted fath for them and He gave it to them. So what happened? In the year of Sulhudaybiyah, the Muslims returned. They went back to Medina. The following year, in Dhul seventh year after Hijri, 2,000 Muslims went with the Prophet Wasallam to perform umrah. How many? 2,000. We learned that 200 Muslims waited outside Makkah with weapons, just in case the mushrikeen went against their sulh. They violated the treaty, the Muslims had a backup plan. But the rest of the Muslims entered Makkah without any weapons. Right? And we learned that none of the Quraysh wanted to directly interact with the Muslims. So we see that some of the mushrikeen, they actually left Makkah. they went outside. Some kept indoors, they stayed within their houses. And when the Prophet ﷺ went for Umrah in hadith, we learned the Sahaba said, the Prophet ﷺ performed the tawaf and we did the same. He offered the prayer and we also offered the prayer with him. Then he performed sa'i and we also did it. right? And the mushrikeen, when they saw the Muslims performing umrah, some of them they mocked at the Muslims. They said, Oh, what happened to him? He's become so thin. He's become so weak. Well, you know what? These people, they left from Makkah to Medina. Medina didn't really suit them. So the Prophet ﷺ, he told the Muslims to say the talbiyah. Out loudly. And the first few rounds of the tawaf, to make them fast. Right? To walk fast. Right? Do raml. And also he told them to expose their right shoulder in ihram. And that is where it began. Alright? So we learned the Prophet ﷺ stayed in Mecca for three days. After three days, he left. Because that is what the treaty stipulated. And the Prophet ﷺ respected the treaty. What do we learn? They wanted Umrah, they got it. But many times we aim low. And Allah wants more for us. So He gives us what we want, not when we want, but at a later time, so that we can get more than what we aimed for. We are stingy with ourselves. And Allah is generous. Conquest of Makkah. Yes, at this time, were there still idols in the Kaaba around the Kaaba? Yes, there were, because the Fatḥ Makkah conquest of Makkah happened a couple years later, as we will learn inshaAllah. Allah. Right? Allah says, "Huwa He is the One who rasulahu who has sent His Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, bil-Huda, with guidance, wa-Dīn al-Haq, and the true religion." Allah has sent His Messenger with guidance and with the true religion. Why? لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى كله. Allah's plan is to make His deen dominant over all other religions. This is Allah's plan. And the Treaty of Hudaybiyah was a part of this plan. Because without the treaty, what would happen? Would the deen become Zahir? No. Because we see that The treaty of Hudaybiyah meant that the mushrikeen were for the first time acknowledging Muslims as a group of people. They were making a contract, a treaty with them. Making a contract with the Muslims meant that they acknowledged their existence, they acknowledged their religion, they recognized them as a people. So لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ The thing is that many companions, they were upset and they were sad because they did not get a chance to perform umrah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds them that Allah has a greater plan. And many times in our lives, when we see something that goes against our wishes, we feel disappointed. Because we're only looking at, you know, something that's in front of us. Right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always has a bigger plan. لِيُظْهِرَهُ عَلَى الدِّينِ كُلِّهِ وَكَفَى بِاللَّهِ شَهِيدًا And Allah is sufficient as a witness. What do we learn here? You look at what is before you, but the picture is much bigger than that. Allah has a bigger plan. And what is that plan? That He has sent His Messenger with guidance and the true religion, and He wants to make it manifest. And it's through events like these, that Allah will make His deen manifest. When apparently Muslims are suffering a loss or a setback, in reality Allah is making His deen manifest. So trust
1: Allah's plans. Recitation. <laughs> ولولا رجال مؤمنون ونساء مؤمنات لم تعلموهم أن تطؤهم تطؤهم فتصيبكم منهم معرة بغير علم. امينين محلقين رؤوسكم ومقصرين لا تخافون فعلم ما لم تعلموا فجعل من دون ذلك فتحا قريبا هو الذي أرسل who is the ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين the وكفى بالله the